0: What's up Bulls Nation? You find yourselves locked on Bulls. I'm Matt. That's Big Dave. It's Monday, MLK Day, January 17th. We've got a lot to cover. A busy weekend and an ugly weekend for the Bulls who have now lost their first three game losing streak of the season. We got to talk about the Warriors pitiful display. We got to talk about a heartbreaking loss to the Celtics. Plus, we got injury updates and roster moves to break down as well. That's all ahead on a fresh Locked on Bulls. Let's go. You are Locked on Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Here are your hosts, Matt Peck and Big Dave Watson. What's up and welcome into Locked on Bulls, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at Bulls underscore Peck. You can follow my co-host, Big Dave Watson. That's that, him, over a at BOW, B-A-W-L Sports. You can follow us Bow. at Locked on Bulls. Hit us up on that text and voicemail line, three three one nine seven nine one three six nine. 979 1369 Busy weekend and a bad weekend, Big Dave. Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking for the Bulls, who have now dropped three straight and a very ugly one against Golden State. We'll talk about that game in just a minute. How was your weekend? Better than the Bulls, hopefully. Uh, Yeah,
1: the weekend was good. Like I told you off air, I was like, I don't remember. I don't think I did anything, but it went fast, and I don't like that. But, yeah, I did a lot of football, I'll tell you that,
0: on uh, Sunday. That was a great day. All of the footballs. So we got one more wild card game on deck tonight. So we're recording this Monday a uh, few hours before tip-off of Bulls-Grizzlies, the Monday matinee. So uh, our breakdown of that game will be on our Tuesday episode, so stay tuned for that. In the meantime, we got the two games over the weekend to talk about. We'll start with the one on Friday, Big Dave. After mm-hmm. the Bulls had that awesome bounce-back win against the Pistons, where they beat them by you know almost 50 Mm-hmm. After the letdown against Brooklyn, the Bulls have another primetime game against mm-hmm. a big time opponent. And Bulls fans were hoping that this time the real Bulls would show out and mm-hmm. give the Warriors a good fight and hopefully get a win against a quality opponent. That did not happen. Now, I, I know you've got some thoughts to share about this game. Yep. It wasn't pretty, but to me, look, as soon as Zach Levine ha- came down awkwardly after that rebound, and then basically just had to take foul and walk straight to the locker room. Mm -hmm. To me, that was it. I I was like, Zach walking off the floor like that took the wind out of the sails of all of his teammates. And I don't know, I'm I'm not saying that that's an excuse, but I'm Mm -hmm. saying Zach gets hurt and leaves. The Bulls, at that point on, looked like they had zero interest in competing Friday night against the Warriors. What did you see happen on Friday night? Um...
1: Well, one, first of all, I'm glad we didn't do a show right after that game, or you beginning to go com- completely different me today. Uh they, well, yeah. that day you would have had you would have had a
0: version of me that had a few because I was worried <laughs> about Zach and I yeah. needed to take the edge off.
1: Yeah, no, I was and it wasn't even about Zach. It, I was just angry at what I was forced to watch on that Friday. And you're right. When Zach went out, I'm sure it took the wind out of the sails of, of the team. I'm sure it did. I still got two All-Stars out there on the floor. I still got a really good point guard out there on the floor. I still have a solid team out there on the floor. I expect them to perform. I expect them to go out there and do their thing. Now, I'm not saying I expect them to go out there and win. I didn't expect them to win the game anyway. I expect them to lose to Golden State. Same way I expect them to lose to the Nets. What I do expect, Matt, what I do expect from the Chicago Bulls is effort. That's mm-hmm. what I expect from the team. What I saw on Friday angered me to no point. (laughs) I was so mad and it had nothing to do with the score, had nothing to do with all what they were doing, had everything to do with the effort that they put out there that evening. It was trash. They quit early and I get it. Zach got hurt. You hate to see it. You don't want to see it. You don't know what's going on. You're worried about him. What that got to do with your effort? That ain't got nothing to do with the effort on defense, man. They quit. They just said, we don't want to play no more. That's what I got a problem with. You get beat by 40, you get beat by 40. I watched you play the Nets and just get beat because they were a better team. They were still trying to play. They were still putting in an effort to try to win that game. They just couldn't do it. All right? This one, Matt, they quit. And I got a problem with a team not putting in no effort out there on the floor because that's what I come out there to see. I can deal with the losing. I get that. It's a part of the game. It's going to happen. What I will never be cool with is not putting forth effort. That's it. That's all I wanted, and that's what I didn't see, and that's what pissed me off to the end.
0: And I think especially – and look, Billy Donovan has been harping on this recently, and rightfully so, because you, you saw them give up what you know, 130-whatever to Brooklyn and then a few nights later, you give up 138 to Golden State. What didn't Golden State have like almost 80 points at halftime? Yeah, yeah. Se- 78. Yeah, 78 points and a half. Mm. I mean, that is a complete lack of effort on the defensive end. Look, we were talking about Brooklyn just having a night where they were making shots. And sometimes mm. there's not a whole lot you could do about that as a defense. Credit Brooklyn for making shots. It looks more like on Friday that their effort was just not there at all on the defensive end. They let mm-hmm. the Warriors shoot 45% from downtown and 56% from, uh, from the field. They also mm-hmm. got out-rebounded by yeah. Golden State by a pretty wide margin. That is a, a, a worrying trend that's continuing. And, of course, that is attached to this Bulls team's lack of size. Mm-hmm. And Billy Donovan has talked about that also recently where they try and make up for it with, a big backcourt, and all of these versatile wings who have to do gang rebounding as a team, yeah. but yeah. you can't maybe try and cheat and, and start your leak out if you want to get this Bulls offense in transition going before you corral that defensive rebound. Yeah. I mean, the Warriors are not a team you want to give second-chance points opportunities to. You can't True. do it. So True. between that, between you know communication breakdowns, Defensive scheme breakdowns, I mean, you cannot have that lousy of an effort on the defensive end against a team that, even without Klay Thompson, even without Draymond Green, it's Steph Curry. And look, Draymond is aging. He's having a great year. But Steph has figured out a way to play already this season. Definitely without Klay Thompson and all of these younger and newer pieces that have been built around him in Golden State, that is a lethal offense. A lethal offense, and the Bulls treated them like, Yeah, all right. Well, if they score, they score. Unacceptable. Completely unacceptable. And
1: it was also a team that had just played the Milwaukee Bucks and got beat down. They were and so they were coming, but I'm saying, Matt, my point is they were coming off a back to back. They were not the fresher team. So they were coming off a back to back and they look like the fresher team. They look like the team that got a day of rest. No, they came in and listen, man. When I'm watching, I don't you get beat up, you get beat up. All right. You, you give up a rebound, you give up a rebound. You know, a guy scores on you, all right. But when I'm watching old ass Andre Igodala toss the ball behind his back all the way down to half court for an easy lay behind his back, showing out on you on your floor on national television. That's the other thing. This is like the the nation, This was ESPN. They finally put you on. They moved, they changed the time on everything. So they were giving the bulls some hype, some due, some credit. Because you're the number one team in the East. And you came out there and you gave that kind of performance with Mm -hmm. Mike Breen and Van Gundy on the call with it. Everybody watching. What you you looked like out there was the team everybody said you were going to be when the season started. Mm -hmm. That's what the team you said. I'm talking about all the pundits and things. That's what they said you were going to be when the team started. That's what they were expecting to see from you this season. That's what pissed me off to no end. When I'm sitting there watching that. Lose by 40. It happens. Lose by 30. Okay, I get it. But damn, dude, don't just stand there and let him punch you in the face. All right? you—they did. That's what I saw, and and that's what angered me more than anything. That's what angered me.
0: I mean, if there was one tiny scrap of good news that came from that Bulls-Warriors game, it is the news on Zach Levine, the update we got after his weekend MRI. We'll get to that at the back end of the show, and we've got a lot of updates on this roster for y'all. But yeah, I mean... You mentioned that you know the Bulls had two big primetime matchups against big-time opponents, one Eastern Conference, one Western Conference, in the span of a few days, and they got punched both times. So, hey, may- maybe in a way that, that kind of alleviates some of the, the Bulls have a target on their back kind of stuff. Maybe people go back to ignoring this Bulls team as not a real threat, not a real contender, just because of two mm-hmm. nationally televised game examples. Maybe that works in the Bulls' favor. I don't know, mm-hmm. but either way, you can't—you cannot have a, another game like that in prime time. Mm-hmm. You can't. Uh, I mean, who are you, the Bears? You get a prime time, freaking wet the bed. No, that's what the Bears do, not what the get Bulls them. do. Not these Come Bulls, on. anyway. Yes, sir. Okay, we got to move on to this game against the Celtics. Uh, a much better game, but unfortunately, the same result as Golden State on Friday. Before we do that, Big Dave, tell the people out there how they can grow their business and help their business with a little thing called Shopify. Oh, yes. You want
1: to make some money, don't you? You got your own business. You got your nice LLC going. You got all these things. You got you want to do it, okay? And you want to make some money. But it's so many things you got to do. So many things you got to get together. Now you got to get this merchandise out. Now you want to make sure you got this right content out. It's so much you got to handle. Well, I'll tell you what. Shopify is going to make it simple for you because Shopify is your all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. It gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big businesses. So startups, upstarts, established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronized online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey, guys, of endless possibility. Now, what I want you to do is make your life easier and make your life simple because you got so much going on, but that's all I'm here to tell you about is to make it easier and simple. And Shopify powers millions of businesses from first scale to full scale. All right. It's easy. And I know you're like, how can I do that? Well, let me tell you how. You go to Shopify.com slash NBA, That's all lowercase now. Locked on NBA for a free 14 day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. You can grow your business right now, today at Shopify.com locked on Y'all do it right now. shop locked on NBA because my mama told me you better shopify. Smokey Robinson.
0: <laughs> All right, we're moving along here, breaking down the Bulls action over the weekend. Second night of a back to back Bulls in Boston. And a solid response, I thought, Big Dave, after an absolutely embarrassing effort on Friday. And the Bulls are even more shorthanded because, kind of out of nowhere, we got this update that Lonzo Ball has been scratched from the lineup for the Celtics game on Saturday after playing. In the Warriors game on Friday with a knee injury yeah. and we had not really heard anything about Lonzo and a knee until we got that update and so you're also down Zach Levine you're you're still without Caruso and Javante and Derek Jones Jr. and all these pieces the Bulls bringing in another U of I guy Malcolm Hill on a 10 day know. and Kobe White and Io DeSumo your two most productive bench pieces over the last couple of weeks now have to be shifted into the starting lineup but there were several things I liked about this Bulls game and as Billy Donovan said after look yeah it it, it's a loss that we would have liked to get the win but I thought we played better tonight than we have in some of our victories this season Mm -hmm. the Celtics made buckets and stops down the stretch when they needed to but I liked that the Bulls went to Vooch early and often to try and establish Mm -hmm. his rhythm offensively on a night where you don't have Zach and you don't have Lonzo and you're missing all these pieces to help DeRozan carry the offensive load. And then down the stretch, you see DeRozan and Vooch as the two primary guys. I don't know about you. I I had zero issue with that final play the Bulls ran where DeRozan Mm -hmm. drew the double team and kicked it to Vooch, who took that three from the top of the key. We had seen Vooch knock down a couple of his threes earlier on in that game on Saturday night. I, I thought a couple of possessions before that, the Bulls were a little stagnant offensively, relied a little too much on, you know, Iso DeMar, but it was it was a hard-fought game. And to, to me, like, yeah, it, it stinks that you now got your first three-game losing streak of the season, but at least it was a hard-fought game and a good response after that embarrassment against the Warriors.
1: I loved it. Every single second of it, I watched it, and I thanked – the TV after it was over, they couldn't hear me, but I thanked the TV loudly. <laughs> oh, they because... could hear you Dave. Good. Cause I guarantee you, they heard me yelling in the game before. <laughs> so they heard me yelling at the TV, the game before this time. I thanked them. Because that was a hundred percent way better effort than I saw them put out against Golden State. And again, that was on a back to back. So don't tell me about they were just a better team. That was called effort. You act, they were tired, they were on the road traveling to Boston and still put out a better effort than when they did against Golden State. Way better effort, Matt. I don't think going in, I expected to win just because of the the things that were weighing on them, you know, with the Zach Levine injury that just happened. Like you said, with the Lonzo knee soreness that happened, which probably, I think, kind of occurred in the game before because I, I thought he was really off in that game against Golden State. He, yeah. he looked real weird. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? In that game, them them turnovers and them patents stuff he was doing. I was like, who is this? Like, I did not know who that player was. You know what I'm saying? But regardless, what they did against Boston, I loved. And like you said, they they realized like, oh, yeah, and people, seem, people forget this a lot. But Nikola Vucevic is an all-star, and so sometimes you got to go give him the basketball, especially when you got another one of your all-stars out. I think he he knows his role a little bit better because he's used to being the number one. You know mm. what I'm saying in Orlando. So when you're giving it to him, feeding it to him like that, he's like, oh, bet I got room now. Okay, bet yeah, I'm about to go to work. And he went clean to work. That's what he did. What do you end up with? 27 points, six rebounds, six assists, two steals, and a block. Like he filled up that stat sheet. 12 or 20 uh, from the field. I didn't have a problem, Matt, with the shot either. Uh, at the end, you double team DeMar, you kick it to Vooch, he was open. Like, which, yeah, <laughs> it's what yeah. you do, you shoot the ball, you know what I mean? And he said it himself, he was like, yeah, it felt good. Like, when I shot it, like, it felt good, I took the shot, it felt good, it didn't go in. I loved how DeMar DeRozan, after that was over, and people talked about this at length, but I loved how DeMar DeRozan went right up to him, mm-hmm. told him, yay, yeah, right on, hey, that's the shot we want. Take Mm -hmm. that again, do it again. It's all good. Don't even worry about it. Don't even stress it. But you know why I can accept that is because you put in the effort in this game. You saw how they played, Matt. And I'm sure we'll get into uh, the young man next. But you saw how they played and what they came out with against that team. They were losing that pretty much that entire game. Yeah, they were getting they were losing, they were, but. They were trying. (laughs) They were putting in some real effort. Shout out to Malcolm Hill, who might have played himself into a contract with what he did on on the defensive end against Jalen Brown. I mean, he was in his jersey putting the clamps on him. Mm -hmm. I haven't seen a Bulls player take charges since Alex Caruso left. (laughs) Malcolm Malcolm Hill was out there. Got two big charges out there, man. It was definitely in position. So I think he's played himself definitely into another 10-day at the very, very least. So uh, that's what you do. He got on the floor. He saw they needed defense, and he saw they needed some shooting. He provided that, so shout out to him. But, yes, Matt, overall, great effort by that team.
0: I mean, uh, Billy Donovan's bench Saturday against Boston. Hill, who had just arrived, played 18 minutes. That was the most of anybody off the bench. Mm. Tony Bradley played 13, as did Troy Brown Jr. Matt Thomas played 17. That Mm. is not the bench. That, that you would ideally like to see out no. there on a nightly basis. But no. speaking of that, and Kobe and Io getting into that starting lineup, by the way, Kobe played 39 minutes Saturday against the, the Celtics. Io played mm-hmm. 40, 40 mm. minutes for the Rook, which, by the way, today, shout out, happy 22nd birthday to Io hey,
1: Shout out.
0: First career double double for Io Saturday night, 21 and 10, chipped in four boards on 9 of 10 from the field, including a perfect 3 of 3 from behind the three-point line. Apparently the first time in NBA history that a Bulls, or or, or that any player in NBA history, has had as a rookie a 20 and 10 game where they shot 90% or better from the field. So there's that for Io. Every time Billy Donovan throws more responsibility at this young man, Mm. he embraces it and runs with it. And there was a certain stretch of this game where Iyo was really keeping the Bulls in it. As you said, the Celtics were threatening to pull away several moments throughout this game. Mm-hmm. And I, I, what, what, what more can you say about this man, Iyo Desumu? My goodness. He was special, Matthew.
1: Like, it was just amazing to watch out there. The point guardsmanship. <laughs> you know, Matt, it's my favorite position. The point guardsmanship, I saw him display as a rookie. It's just unbelievable, honestly. I I, I was trying to find something to not hype it up as much. You know what I mean? Because I'm not trying to, you know, just overly hype this kid or anything like that. But it was unbelievable. It really was. The fact that he's a rookie coming in off the bench, coming in to start at a point guard position in the NBA. It's the quarterback position. It's the hardest one. So him to come in knowing he has to run everything, do that, then play defense, then hit all your threes, Then know where everybody's supposed to be. And then on top of that, let me throw in 21 points on my own end. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Just because I know that we need it. He -hmm. knew when to score. He didn't drop force anything. He knew when to score. He only took 10 shots. All right? But he hit nine of them. You know what I'm saying? Like, the the accuracy was crazy. The, The thing he had with Vooch, the chemistry he had with Vooch on the offensive end was on full display. Especially when Vooch had the ball or when Ayo had the ball. It was on full display that passing ability. Cause when Booch had it at top of the key, Ayo was cutting every single time. He was cutting right to that bucket and he was being found. That's what happened. Or he, he needed Vooch, he was being found. I'll tell you one play I love, Matt, so so much. Vooch, <laughs> and I promised myself if the shot went in, I was gonna talk about this play. Vuce, there was a play, they were running the offense, right? They kicked it over to Io. Io was a little uh discombobulated because the defense was all on him. Mm-hmm. He didn't know where to go. Honestly, it looked like it was about to be a turnover. He saw this hand go in the air in the post like this. And he just kind of just threw it up there and said, oh, just like I got it from here. Thank you very much. Boom, back down, turn, hook shot, two points. That's what he is for. That's exactly what that dude is for. When nothing else fails, you got to fail safe in the post, man. You can just toss that ball in there and say, go to work. And there it is, and he's going to go to work for you, man. I love that so much. But, yeah, Io Sumu, man, he's playing himself into some, some major things, Matt. Seriously.
0: The, uh, the other thing that I loved about Io's game, you talk about more point guard and ball handling responsibilities for the rookie. Ten dimes, one turnover. Ten mm-hmm. dimes, one turnover, a rookie on the road in Boston. I'm not no. a mathematician, but I think 10 and 1 makes it assist to turnover ratio of 10. That's pretty darn good. Um, I would say so. Would say so. Shout one, out Kobe uh, final thought on Boston that will lead us into our final segment talking about uh, what's going on with this roster today and moving forward. We will get to that in just a minute, but first lot of sports action over the weekend and we've got a full slate of games still on deck. We got the final NFL wildcard game on Monday night. We got, uh, you know, MLK NBA action and a full week of NBA games on deck. So, where do you go? You go to Bet Online, right? Bet Online, who would like to wish you a happy new betting year, people, as we continue that march through the pro football playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all sports wagering action in 2022. It's a new year, and they've got a new updated desktop. And mobile website. So sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just remember to use promo code LOCKED ON with that 50% welcome bonus. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, even your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Bet online. It's where the game starts. And don't forget that promo code locked on for 50% off welcome bonus at sign up. Y'all know what y'all
1: here for. You watch football. You wanted something nice to eat because it was three great games on on Sunday. But you didn't want to reach for them Doritos, did you? No, you didn't want to do that. You didn't want to call the fast food restaurant. No, you didn't want to do that. Didn't want to get that pizza. No, you didn't want to do that because you knew your wife was going to yell at you. And you wanted to make sure you were keeping yourself right, but you wanted to eat something good. I got something for you. They're called Built Bars. They're tasty and they're delicious and they are healthy for you. How do I know that even though they're covered in 100% real chocolate? Because there's 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, 17 grams of protein, and all that you can get in one delicious bar that comes in amazing flavors like raspberry cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and also the flavor of the month. Matthew Peck, can you let them know, please?
0: It's one of the favorites. It's a recurring favorite, and it is back for a limited time. Coconut brownie chunk is back, people.
1: Oh, in your face. So go to built.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15 to get yourself 15% off your order. That is LOCKED15 is the promo code, 15% off your order at built.com. Built Bar. Start the new year delicious.
0: All right, moving on. We've got a few more things to get to, some uh, housekeeping and some updates on Bulls players and the roster, injured guys, uh, guys that are moving around with different contract situations. So one of the other things that I think uh, you got to take away from this loss to the Celtics, Big Dave, is that credit the Bulls, not only I O, but as a team, they took care of the ball. I think they were sloppy against Golden State. They improved upon that on the offensive end. Um But this is another game where the Bulls' lack of size became a a problem and and was a a highlighted problem. Uh, Will Purdue was talking about it post-game, during the post-game show. They got out-rebounded by more than 20, and that included giving Mm. up 17 offensive rebounds to Boston. 17 Mm. offensive rebounds. Mm. Unacceptable. Not only that, Boston outscored the Bulls in the paint by more than 20 as well. We keep talking about size. We keep talking about the February 10th trade deadline and whether or not AK and Eversley have something up their sleeve to add a legitimate power forward to this bulls team for a playoff push. And you mentioned it Malcolm Hill on a 10 day contract. Most recently had played a stretch of games for Atlanta comes in, not only plays 18 spirited minutes uh, off the bench, but was playing crunch time late in a close game. Malcolm Hill, 10-day contract guy just arrived, is on the floor. You mentioned some of his lockdown defense against Jalen Brown. Earlier this morning, the Bulls announced that they waived Devon Dotson, who was mm-hmm. one of their two-way contract guys, along with Tyler Cook. And mm-hmm. then, right after that, Sham Sharanya announcing that the Bulls are signing Malcolm Hill to that mm-hmm. two-way contract for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. To me, this makes perfect sense in that as much as I think some B- Bulls fans were really excited about Devon Dotson, you know, mm-hmm. a, a kid who grew up loving the Bulls worshipped Derek Rose when he was a kid, which is crazy. Yeah. That makes me feel like I'm a million years old, but you are. <laughs> thank, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> he, he just was so far behind on the Bulls guard depth chart. Like Devon yeah. Dotson was never really going to see real minutes and the Bulls mm-hmm. need more size mm-hmm. and, Clearly, AK and Eversley have decided you can never have too many versatile combo forwards and wings <laughs> because Malcolm Hill at 6'6", 220 can give you minutes in either of the forward spots. He can play a lot of different positions defensively, but I think a lot of Bulls fans might out be out there wondering, Big Dave, it still doesn't seem quite like the guy and the size that you need. So what are your thoughts on this? Waving Dotson and bringing in Hill for the rest of the season. Um,
1: uh, well, first things first. Shout out uh, to Devon Dotson, man. Like he's an awesome person. Let's start there. And this dude worked hard. Like I watched him get better. You know what I'm saying? As the every year, I watched him get better, dog. He is a better basketball player than he was like last year, man. Like watch his game. Watch how he goes to the bucket with that aggressiveness. You know what I'm saying? And with that veracity, he even got better as a point guard. Like he's better and he should be picked up by a team straight up because he's he's got some dog in him for real, man. I mm-hmm. like Devon Dotson, man. So shout out to him, man. Appreciate what he did while he was here, especially for the Windy City Bulls, too. So appreciate what he did. Um, Malcolm Hill, yeah, man. The Bulls are showing you. They might talk about a wing shortage throughout the world, but the Bulls ain't got one. <laughs> they love some the wings,
0: baby. They love some of these wings, baby. They got the half. Bulls the help, will not baby. be renaming themselves Thigh Stop. <laughs>
1: We're doing thighs.
0: <laughs> like no, those, no, no.
1: are flush with wings. <laughs> they are flush. They're going to be all right. Six sits, Malcolm Hill, man. I mean, it's hard. But honestly, it's hard to not give him a contract after what you saw. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure mm-hmm. they brought him in on a 10-day just to be I, that. But then you see what he provided, and you're like, what do you want me to do? Like, <laughs> you're like, I got to have this dude on the team, right? It also does not hurt that your boy Ayo Sumu. This is his teammate in college? That doesn't mm-hmm. hurt you at all. You know what I'm saying? That that's another wonderful thing. And you're bringing in another hometown guy. You yep. know what I mean? You're bringing in another hometown player. That's the third. What the third uh, hometown player that's on this team right here? You got I.O. Uh, you got uh, uh, Alfonso, Alfonso McKinney. McKinney. Yeah, and, and now you got our guy Malcolm Hill. You got I mean, three guys. Count his
0: hometown. Like, yeah, he grew up, you know, in Belleville, Illinois, which is just outside yeah. of St. Louis. I might just still count that as part of St. Louis. <laughs> No, no, no. I notice I didn't say from the city. <laughs> I just said hometown
1: guys. You know what I'm saying? Like the hometown. You know what I mean? Like you from Illinois, you a hometown guy. You know what I mean? Like no, no, no. <laughs> I, just, I chose my words carefully on that one, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
0: I, I, I've always referred to everything south of Champaign Urbana as basically like Dixieland. You know, I I don't know about all that stuff down there. No offense to any of our Bulls fans who might be listening in from Southern Illinois, but.
1: <laughs> it's funny because there's truth in it shout out to all y'all from there man I know people from there shout out to y'all they're, they're good people but I feel him I feel him um, but I'll say Malcolm Hill man he, he played his way into a contract that's one of the good things about these 10 team- day contracts man watching guys play themselves into it you saw Stanley Johnson, who didn't really do too much while he was here, play himself right into a contract with yeah. the Lakers, who signed him to another 10-day, because he, he looks way better with the Lakers than he did with us. I like that kind of stuff. These are good things to see, seeing uh, Isaiah Thomas come out there and get his shot. You know what I'm saying? I don't know what, what's going on with Isaiah Thomas, if he's still in the league or not right now, but I hope he is, honestly. Um, But Malcolm Hill, Matt, when you go in, and it's not just the fact that he provided the defense. It's the fact of who he did it against. He did it against Jalen Brown. You know what I mean? You're frustrated, man. You know what I mean? He, he didn't know what was going on. You're taking charges out here. You're spreading the floor with your three-point shot. You immediately paid dividends on your first day that right. you're here with the team. You didn't look lost. He didn't look like he didn't know what was going on. He looked like he belonged here, man. And he provided that fire. And, you know, Bulls fans love those try-hard guys with that fire, and especially mm-hmm. a dude, you know what I'm saying, that, that is from the hometown. So, like, yeah, I – I think it's a good move. Like, I don't think it's bad. I understand it's a lot of wings here, but I don't think it's a bad move.
0: So, um, you know, that that is just one of several moving pieces the Bulls with their roster have right now. And, and as we wonder if any move is coming, any subsequent move after swapping out uh, Dotson for Malcolm Hill uh, on Monday morning. The Bulls have a lot of guys on their way back, right? Okay, so first and foremost, good news. Zach Levine, after awkwardly landing, and it was the ACL knee that Mm -hmm. that was bothering him. Turns out he's been playing through what they were calling knee stiffness and that it's been kind of occasionally bothering him, and he felt something uncomfortable there and didn't want to risk it. The MRI came back clean. No structural damage. They expect Zach Levine to not miss significant time. That is what the official Bulls press release said. Didn't travel on this two-game road trip. Give him some time to recuperate. But hopefully Zach is back soon. Hopefully Lonzo Ball, after just a a little bit of knee soreness. By the way, Lonzo Ball playing a zillion minutes a night for this shorthanded Bulls team all season long. Hopefully Lonzo's knee, not serious, back soon. The other update we got from the Bulls on Monday morning. Alex Caruso and Javante Green assigned to the Windy City Bulls for their practice today. That is the next official step in both of those guys being cleared to return to team action. Caruso officially all the way out of protocols. Hopefully that hamstring has gotten better. Mm -hmm. Javante's on his way back from the ankle. Oh, and Derek Jones Jr. Originally four to six week timeline. Now you're a two to four week timeline with that injury from a few games prior. Mm -hmm. all good news in the Mm -hmm. grand scheme of things all of those are good pieces of little news to finally start to get billy donovan's full wealth of available players and rotation back in order so we're not just trying to stay afloat in in games like this that we've seen recently but again that big question that's lingering dave even if Derek jones jr comes back sooner than later even if you get your like he's small but he's mighty power forward javante green back even if you get Caruso back to prop up this defense a little bit, even if Patrick Williams is maybe gearing up for a return sooner than later, we've mm-hmm. gotten another positive update after the cast coming off. He's doing more on the floor activities. Maybe Pete coming back and it might be sooner than later. Are any and all of those pieces enough for AK and Eversley to say, we like what we have
1: mm-hmm. or
0: with this trend of the bulls getting out rebounded, getting outscored in the paint, all of these things that we've seen them struggle with, with their lack of size is that big move coming because they're about to get a lot of guys back, but it's a lot of guards and it's a lot of wings. So yeah, a lot of guards, a lot of
1: wings, but a lot of things that we definitely need. Uh, Cause we saw that how we looked without them. You know what I mean? Like we, And that's, I think I want to stress that to the people too, that, you know, were in complete freakout mode. Now I understand with what they saw from this team getting whooped on like that. Yeah. I would be in freakout mode with you too if this was the common thing. And, but it's not. It's not the common thing. And I was talking to my brother, Matt, my oldest brother, after this. And he was like, man, can you tell the Bulls to um, go get some defense? You know what I mean? Like, you see what they did? I was like, yeah, they have it. It's just all hurt right now. like you know what I'm saying? Like it's it's not something that I'm like, this is clearly what they're lacking. They gotta go get it now. They they got it. You know right. They just wait for it to get healthy and get back. Um, talked about the size in the last segment. Uh yeah, that's I again, AK and Eversley. I guarantee you they pretty much know that. And I guarantee you they see that bulls fans. And I'm thinking they're gonna be making some moves to get that size if they deem it necessary for them to make this run that they're trying to make. I that's why Maybe that's why I don't stress, Matt. And maybe that's why I'm I'm a little more chill about things. It's because I know my front office is not incompetent. And I Mm. know that they're looking at certain things and they're like, this isn't working. This might not work for us. We might be changing it up here. I understand that. And that's why I can put my hands behind my head and sleep good at night. You know what I'm saying, while I'm chilling. Because I know they're not incompetent. You know, there's not no buffoons up in the front office just running things, just trying to do stuff to probably make a quick buck or or just make a move that we don't understand. No. Mm-hmm. And I know my coaching is good, too. And I know Billy Donovan and Mo Cheeks are well because I see what the players look like under their tutelage and things like that as far as offensively and defensively. So let's see what they look like when we get these players back because we still got some big games coming up. We still got some big old games happening. Got this Grizzlies game happening. You got this Cavs game happening. You got this Bucks game that's going to happen. Those are three huge games, okay? So when we get back full of strength, I can't wait to see it. This is why we wanted to get off to a good start, Matt. Bulls are what, 27 and 14? I had to look that so back 14,
0: up. 14, half yeah. a game ahead uh, of Brooklyn in the East, one game ahead of Miami, two ahead of Milwaukee.
1: Yeah, I had to look that up because, you know, Sometimes you forget when you, if you just on Twitter, you know, say you look, know, you're like, Man, the Bulls must be a seventh seed, and you know, just barely hitting 500. Oh, wait, oh no, we're top seed in the east again. I had to remind myself of these things, but this is why you get off to a good start. So, when you go through this trial and tribulation that we have avoided, honestly, mm-hmm. uh, in this for, for the whole season, this is our first like real like trial and tribulation that we've gone through as far as losing is concerned. So the fact we can go through it now while we're on top or, you know, a top team in the East, right? it's all right. You know what I'm saying? It needs to change. I'm not with the losing guys. (laughs) It needs to change the things, but this is why I'm chill. It's uh,
0: The end of January and the beginning of February is going to be a fascinating time to see what this team does. You mentioned we're not out of the woods yet with this very daunting part of the schedule with games against Memphis Cavs and Milwaukee on deck. And as you get closer to that trade deadline, you're going to start getting more and more of these players back and healthy and available. So what do the Bulls do? Trying to keep that spot atop the East with these challenging games on the schedule, getting guys back and getting closer to the trade deadline. It is going to be a whirlwind to finish out January and go into February. But that's good because it'll distract us from the fact that it's Chicago in January and February and we live at the North Pole. Um, (laughs) eat it. (laughs) So, uh, that's going to do it for today. We'll be back tomorrow, first thing, with a fresh episode, breaking down what happens in this Bulls-Grizz game that is tipping off just a few hours from right now. Uh, so stay tuned for that one tomorrow. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Bulls underscore Peck. Big Dave is at BOW, B-A-W-L Sports. And we are at Lockdown on Bulls on Twitter. And that text and voicemail line, 331-979-1369. That's Dave. I'm Matt saying thanks as always for listening and watching, Bulls Nation. We love you. Until next time, see you ready, be good peace out R.I.P. Grobber Grobber